on to the Treasures Within podcast. I'm your host, Jojo G, success coach and multi-passionate creative. If your goal is to create a business and life from your passions, plural, this show is for you. Join me every week to learn the mindset shifts, business strategies and creative habits that empower you to fulfill your calling, master your mindset and blast through the limiting beliefs that keep you stuck and broke so you can build a thriving business from your passions and enjoy more freedom and abundance in your life. Remember, the world needs all your gifts, not just one. Hello, welcome to a new episode of the Treasures Within podcast. I'm your host, Georgia G, success coach for multi-passionate and creative female entrepreneurs. And today I'm joined by the amazing Elizabeth Thorn, a passionate writer, entrepreneur, and the co-founder of Sharp Away Marketing, a digital marketing agency. Elizabeth has an incredible story. In 2015, she quit her corporate job in Los Angeles to go traveling around the world and start her business, which eventually failed, but that led her to find her calling and start a current venture, Sherpa Way Marketing, where she helps entrepreneurs and brands grow their digital strategies and marketing so they can achieve their next level of success. The secret to Elizabeth's success is massive work, reframing the old beliefs that were keeping her stuck and afraid into empowering ones that allow her to take action towards her dreams. Elizabeth believes so much in the power of the mind to propel you to success that she even coined her own exercise, refreshing your reality to help you create your best life at every stage of your journey. In this interview, Elizabeth shares more about a refreshing your reality practice, how she got over the fear of quitting her job to go traveling and start a business, how multi-passionate can find their own calling and so much more. This is such a juicy interview, so let's dive in. Hello, Elizabeth, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. And why don't we start by telling our listeners about your story and how you came to do the work that you're doing today? Yeah, um, well, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's nice to to be here chatting with you. Um, I originally didn't start out kind of as an entrepreneur, and I really didn't have any desire to own my own business, but I think like you, I was a multi-passionate individual and I started out in film and television. And so I studied film and TV, wanted to be a producer. And I worked kind of in that industry for two years, really. And that's all it took me to figure out that that wasn't for me. And that wasn't really my passion. Um, I was really unhappy. I was really unfulfilled. I just wasn't really in a good mental space. And so I had decided to quit my job and I thought, you know, I'll take a three month break, I'll travel, I'll try to find myself, you know, quote unquote. And um, I think in making the decision to quit my job and in traveling, I really was able to find my own passions and my own path. And that was almost seven years ago now. And so I originally went to Thailand, um, was teaching English, was freelance writing. And um, as I continued to kind of travel around the world and build a a freelance career for myself, I did build up kind of, you know, a a client list of of, my freelance copywriting work. 
um, and just other kinds of like storytelling projects. And I think my interest in storytelling led me to create my first business, um, which I launched in 2017, 2017, 2018. It was a coffee subscription box where we were going to kind of tell the stories of the coffee farmers. Um, I was at the time and currently was in Colombia and the man who is my husband now, um, I had met him and it was just really fascinating learning about all the stories from the coffee farmers and, you know, seeing them what the process is like to create just one cup of coffee and how the daily life is like on their farms. And I was really attracted to telling those stories. And so we created a business kind of around that and it ultimately was, it didn't go anywhere and it was a bit of a failure, but through that process, I got to explore, you know, uh, filmmaking, I got to explore web design, I got to explore social media, copywriting, kind of everything that goes in, that's involved, you know, with like starting your own little small business. And I found that I loved it all. And my husband did as well. And so after that kind of failed, and we decided not to pursue it anymore, we created what is now our current business, which is a digital agency. We focus on content creation and strategies, basically offering services that we really would have loved to have access to when we were launching our first business. And so I think the failure in there and just taking, you know, seven years to find my way to what is something that I truly feel passionate about is, you know, key to where I am today. Yes, that is such a beautiful story. And thank you for pointing out that sometimes, you know, it takes time because we always, I think there is this myth that our passion is going to fall from the sky and then one day we're going to have this light bulb moment. And in my experience and yours as well, that's as well not what happens. You really have to get your hands dirty and try different things until you find the one that truly lights you up. And I also love how you just took the plunge and quit your job, started traveling. How was that like at the time? Was it scary? What was going through your mind? It was, I mean, even today, I think it was probably one of the scariest decisions I've ever made. Um, and my husband and I talk about it. When I met my husband, he was still working in a job <clears throat> and he took the plunge and quit his job in 2017. And he was a bit older when he did that. You know, when I did it, I was 23, I think at the time. And so there wasn't maybe as much risk involved in me taking that decision at, a, at such a young age, um, but it still felt like it, you know, like even, you know, you can be 18 or 23 or 55. It, it's scary to do something so different and to really not know what's waiting for you on the other side. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it was the scariest decision I've ever made, but I think <clears throat> the most important one, because Every, everything that I've done after that has kind of hinged on me making that decision and taking the first step. And I'm sure you might encounter a lot of people that you talk to as well. Um, we certainly do all of the time, people, friends, or, or, you know, people we meet in business talking about, you know, like, oh man, I wish I could do it. I wish I could do it. And they do have this desire to change and they have this desire to kind of break out of whatever current situation they're in. But it's just the fear of taking that first step. And I always say, we always tell them, it's like, if you can just get enough courage to take that first step, I really do think that everything else from there is a lot easier, right? It's, it's just convincing your mind uh, and then convincing your body, right? Like even for me, when I quit my job, that was kind of the first step. And then getting on the plane to go to Thailand was, yeah, I had to like force my feet to get on the plane and 
my mind was trying to talk me out of it. And I think that our minds are really good at that. And I think that's why it's so difficult to be an entrepreneur or to do really anything different than, you know, the status quo. I think our minds are just like, no, I'm okay. It's safe here. I know what to expect. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was a really scary decision, but hands down the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. Yeah, I can so relate to that because I had a similar experience when I moved to London, even though something that I really wanted. It took a very long time to make the decision. But then once I took it and once I was here, it was not so hard as I thought. So it's really all in uh, managing the mind and learning to uh, uh, again, be able to manage all those fears that they seem so real at the time, but they really, most of the time, they never come true. So how do you do that? How do you manage all these fears? Um, I would say the thing that, that has helped me the most is just to have a really deep commitment to showing up every day and like putting one foot in front of the other. Um, when I was living in LA and when I was still working in my job, um, I went through a a period of very like deep, deep depression. And I remember calling my mom one day and I was just, you know, like I didn't know what to do. And it was just one of, it was like a, a depression kind of that was, it felt like insurmountable and it felt like I would never get out of it. And she said something that I think has been really helpful in my entrepreneurial journey and my personal journey. And she said, you know, if you can just take it minute by minute, and then you can get through the day, you know, and, if, and and then maybe tomorrow you feel a little bit better. You can take it hour by hour. And she was like, it's okay. Whatever you have to do to make it, you know, make yourself feel okay and get through it. That's fine. And I think a lot of times, like you said, you build up these scenarios in your head and, and all of these problems that could go wrong. And it just, your mind takes that and runs with it. And I think it's very easy for us to like catastrophize or to, really kind of look at the big picture when it's a lot more helpful if you can say, okay, uh, today I need to do this uh, to, to, you know, move to wherever I want to move to, like you said, and, and then tomorrow I can do the next step and then the next step. And I, I think that's been really helpful for me in overcoming any type of fear that I've encountered, whether in my personal or professional life. Um, I think it's particularly helpful in a professional sense, though, as I'm sure you know, like with growing a business, it doesn't happen at all. Like finding your passion is not one day to the next. It's not like, oh, okay, I magically know what I want to do. It's just a process of a lot of little things that, that you learn and that you find and that you encounter, people that you meet maybe. And I think it's the same as business. You know, if you can take it one day by day, or if you need to take it hour by hour, that's fine. Um, but I think breaking it down into smaller little things has been really helpful, extremely helpful for me. Now that is amazing advice because yeah, when you think about starting a business with another country, these are really gigantic endeavors now in your mind. And there is so much to think about that if you start looking at the big picture, it can be paralyzing. When you focus on, okay, what do I need to do this very minute? then that thing becomes your focus and it's much easier to move through it. So when you started quit your job, started traveling, did you know that you were going to set up your business or was that accidental? I, that was, I think, 100% accidental. I think what I knew when I quit my job was that I didn't want 
I think I knew that I didn't want a traditional nine to five job, you know, whether that meant I just didn't want to be in office, you know, I didn't want to be constrained by having to drive to work every day and sit in an office and then drive home in traffic. And I knew that for sure. I don't know if I was necessarily mm, to the point where I knew that I wanted to start my own business. I just knew that I wanted a little bit more freedom than what I had working in an office job. And I think as I obviously started to travel and I, you know, grew further into my freelancer career, um, that increased to being more attracted to more and more freedom, right? Which I think as a business owner, and we tell people this all the time, and, and I think this is one of our kind of selling points when we do work with con like other businesses, whether that's small businesses or medium businesses, um, we help other people build their dreams and we help other people find their freedom. And to me, that's something I'm really passionate about because owning my own business for me is freedom. You know, I, I obviously have calls and meetings and deadlines still, but if we want to take, you know, Friday off, I can take Friday off. You know, I don't have to ask anybody for permission and I don't have to put in, you know, if we want to travel to Aruba in two weeks, we can just book those tickets and go and we can work from our laptops. And to me, that is so invaluable, but um, I didn't know from the beginning. And I think, again, like you said, it's, you don't just automatically know. Some people do, I think, right? Like some people do always have that kind of drive and passion and they're just born with a very specific dream that always stays the same. And I think that that's great. I just don't think that that's the case for the majority of people that I have met, or I'm sure, you know, that you have met. <laughs> yes, there are, I met a few people who were very clear what they want to do, but they are the minority. Most people, they just figure it out just by living their life. And obviously you're more passionate and you know that at some point, okay, I, I, I like that freedom and I want something more uh, unconventional. Uh, as someone who has many passions, I'm sure, as I'm passionate, how did you know uh, which business to start because he also started several businesses so I get uh, how did you decide to start each business I really like what you just said though I think that you like the what you mentioned about just being like you have to live life and I think a lot of people for example this is what I see a lot of people getting wrong about business and I, I guess I don't want to necessarily use the term wrong because it could be right for them but a lot of what I see people doing is like, they'll see somebody online with a mm, fitness coaching business. And they're like, I want to be that person, or I want to do that because that looks cool. And I want to represent myself in that way to the world, which can be okay. But I think a lot of people do better and myself and my husband and a lot of people we know tend to do better when you just authentically live your life and allow yourself to explore what your passions are and allow yourself to explore, you know, your creativity or whatever it is that you want to explore. And I think when you give yourself the freedom to explore that, you just naturally encounter things that you are drawn to. And I think in business, you're going to be a lot more successful if you're doing business or you have a business that you're passionate about, right? Like if you see, you know, drop shipping, a lot of people are into drop shipping these days. Um, and you're like, I wanna do that because I can make, you know, $50,000 a month. Like, that's great. There's nothing wrong with having a financial goal like that or, or a business goal like that. But if you're not passionate about it, I ultimately think you're either not gonna be successful or you're gonna burn out really quickly 
or you're going to hate it and you're going to be just as miserable as you would be in an office job, right? And so I think for me, at least, the businesses that we have started have always been um all like they've been because we've been passionate about something and explored that passion. And so with the coffee business, we both love coffee. My husband's from the coffee region in Colombia, And it was kind of like a fusion of like, I wanted to do something with storytelling. And we, we filmed these stories and I have a background in film. And so we would travel up to the, like the, the in the mountains, we would early, early Saturday mornings, get up, like drive an hour and a half away, go up to their coffee farm and we would just sit there and, and like film stories. They would tell us about their life. And that to me was something I was passionate about. Um, you know, me, like that made it all worth it to me. And I think that's important. That was the same with the marketing business. After we failed with the coffee business, I think we saw that we just weren't necessarily even passionate enough about all of what that business entailed to continue pursuing it. But we did find throughout that failure, things that we loved about business. Like I, we love the marketing aspect of, of creating that business. And we love the web design and the copywriting and everything that went into making that business. And so we took those lessons and those passions that we had encountered and used that to create our current business. And I think, I think just being authentic to your true self and allowing yourself to explore your passions is kind of key. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. The not that you use the word failure several times and uh, again I'm not I don't know all of your story but I know from my personal experience that when my businesses failed it was more because I lost the passion for them I just was not that much into it to continue putting all that work in but then every time that happened one business quote-unquote failed it got that it it, it, it redirecting me to something else that I wanted to do that it was more aligned. So I really want to reframe these uh, words failure because what we, what, we, what we think as failure, sometimes it's just a stepping stone to something better. I could not agree more. Yeah, I mean, I use, I use the word failure a lot and I don't, I don't think it's a negative word at all. It's almost like a, it's a good thing. Like you said, like failure is a stepping stone. I, I don't think it's bad at all. I think it's even necessary in most cases, you know, like if you hadn't have quote unquote failed at those previous businesses, you wouldn't be where you are today. And so it's, it's not a bad, I don't mean it in a bad way. I think it's a fantastic thing to try and fail. And I think, again, that's how you find your passions and that's how you find your, your path little by little through like failure, whatever you want to call it. Like misdirection or disappointment or whatever it is um I think that's how you eventually find your path just like you said yeah and did you always have this mindset around failure or is this something that you learned with time and experience uh I mean yeah no I definitely did not I grew up very um I mean, like I was always, I worked really hard to get good grades. I got into a good college. I worked really hard to get good grades at college. And I've always been very hard on myself. And I think failure for a lot of people, I'd be interested to maybe know how you feel about that as well. But I think failure for a lot of people like you and I, or people who have, you know, an entrepreneurial mindset is very difficult at the beginning because we are so hard on ourselves and we are so productive and we are so determined that when you put so much into something and it doesn't work, it's, it's, it can be very devastating. And so 
it was really tough when that first business didn't work out, but um, I, I think the more that I learned that it was just inevitable, the less of a big deal it became, right? Like it's, I mean, I don't know any, anybody with a success story who has not failed. I, I just absolutely nobody, not even like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, right? Like every single successful person has failed. And a lot of the very successful people have failed miserably at some point, like massive failures. And so I think the quicker that I learned that it was inevitable, the less scary or the less big of a deal it became, right? Like, did you, were you always this way or did you also kind of have a hard time with with failure in the beginning? Oh, yes, I can absolutely relate. The, the first time that I failed, I took it like so personal. Like, I mean, it's all about me and I am no good. I will never amount to anything. And all those things that we tell ourselves because in a society, you're supposed to get it right from the first go, right? And, but the, again, just, just for me, surrounding myself with other people there, but having businesses and hearing the stories that, oh, actually everyone who is now success and these big names that we now see, they fail so many times. We just say they, they fail when they were still small. So you don't know about that unless they tell you. <laughs> so that, that made it easier to just keep pushing forward and move to the next thing. And I think that the more time passes, the, the easier it becomes that you just learn that, yeah, this is part of the process. This is, this is normal. And a lot of being an entrepreneur is, I think being an entrepreneur is really a lot about mindset and very little about strategies. <laughs> I couldn't agree more, 100%, yeah. In addition to this, redefining failure, is there any other belief that you had to reframe in order to be where you are today? I, I think, yeah, all of my beliefs, honestly, the, the older I get, you know, I think the more that it's, it's easier to identify the beliefs that are just holding you back. I think we're, we're all born like you and I are from such different backgrounds and geographical locations and we're raised so differently. I think it's, we just don't realize how deeply conditioned we are to believe certain things. And so for me specifically, and what I found with a lot of people that I've worked with or talked to there's a very deep sense of, you know, I don't deserve this success. Um, and I think that for me was, it still is honestly at a lot of moments in daily business practice is difficult for me to overcome. You know, you, you want something so bad and you really work hard to achieve success. And then when you start to get a little bit of it, you're like, you, you kind of like subconsciously hold your back, hold yourself back from that. Right. And you're like, well, I don't, I don't deserve to be that successful, right? Like I want to be successful, but like that, not maybe not that successful. And it's, I think that that's quite understandable. I think for me specifically, I didn't grow up in an environment where I was around any business people. You know, I, I grew up quite, um, quite economically challenged, I would say. And, you know, nobody in my family were, were business owners. I didn't, they didn't have like friends or family members who were business owners. And so I just never saw, I never really had a real example of what success looked like. And it looks different for everybody, obviously, but it's hard to imagine yourself in a position if you've never seen anybody else around you in that position. And I think for me, that's what has been most challenging. And I've spoken to a lot of other people, I think particularly women who, you know, I think as women were taught, like, 
you can be pretty, but not too pretty. And like, you can be smart, but not too smart. Right. And it's just so easy to internalize that, particularly as a female entrepreneur. And you're like, well, I could be successful, but not that successful. Right. And I think it's just that for me is like recognizing that I am worthy of any success that I work hard to achieve is a big one for me. And I think when we all dig a little bit deeper, it's probably, you know, big for a lot of people as well. Yes, this is one of the most common beliefs that women have to become, particularly creative and multi-passionate women, because I hear all the time that, you know, I am great at many things, but I am not an expert at anything because I don't specialize. So who am I to give advice? Who am I to start the business? Who am I to make all this money? So the, definitely worthiness is a big one and also playing small and not recognizing our own worth. Mm-hmm. I think it's, and it's tough, right? Like, you know, it's, it's hard. It's not like just one day you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm not valuing myself as much as I should. Like, okay, it's all fixed. You know, it's like identifying what that self-limiting belief is just the first of many steps. And then you really do have to work to like decondition your brain to think that way. And it's tough. It's like building a business, you know, like building your brain is, is, is the same. It's little by little, you know, day after day. And then one day in five years, you might have overcome it, but it's not definitely not an overnight thing. (laughs) Absolutely not. Do you have any advice on how you can start to decondition your brain from all those limiting beliefs that are being implanted in us just from side, just from growing up? I would say first, and I still do this a lot, um, particularly in my business, you can apply it to your life as well. But I think Brene Brown said this first. I don't want to like copy exactly what she said. I think she is the one who had talked about this, but in your business or in your life, um, if there's something that you continually work really hard for and you're just not getting it, it's usually a good indicator that like you're putting in the hours, you're putting in the work, you're learning, you're trying to improve and it's still not working. If it's still not working, there's usually a self-limiting belief below it. And so like, for example, in our business, um, growing up in the economic situation that I grew up in, attaining wealth and being comfortable with having wealth, I think is was a big thing for me and is still something that I work to overcome because I feel like I'm not worthy of it or, you know, I can be wealthy, but maybe not that wealthy. And um, when we were scaling our business last year and, you know, increasing prices and our revenue was going up, we just like couldn't get past a certain point. Like it was, it was impossible to get past that point. And I think for me, it took me stepping back and identifying that area first to say, okay, if it's not happening, like, is there a belief that I have that I'm preventing it from happening? You know, am I not raising my prices enough to go over or I'm not offering, maybe it's not that I'm not offering enough value to justify those prices or whatever it is. Um, And so I think as an exercise, if you find that that you feel like there are self-limiting beliefs in your life, you can look at areas where you're really working hard at something, but you're just not achieving it look below like maybe like what do you believe about achieving it what do you do you think you're worthy of achieving that do you believe that you deserve it um you know things like that and then i think after you're able to identify what's really affecting you it's a daily practice right of affirmations of reframing your mindset of 
bringing awareness, I think, in daily practices to, to, you know, when those intrusive thoughts come in, if, if, for example, in my case, I didn't believe that we were worthy of earning a certain amount each month, or I wasn't worthy, um, when I would do something, you know, whether that's talking to a client or whatever, and if a thought comes in, or I notice myself, it's just kind of like being aware, right, like cultivating awareness around that belief, so that you can slowly reframe it. And so like being consciously aware of that thought coming in and then saying, no, 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 I deserve this, right? Like affirm affirmations, I think are big for me. I think they're big for a lot of creative entrepreneurial women in today's world. You know, if, if I don't think that I deserve to earn that much, it would be like, okay, I'm aware that I'm saying that in my head. Now, let me reframe that with a positive affirmation. You know, I am worthy of wealth. I'm deserving of all of the success that comes to me. And I think daily, doing that daily is really key. Like I said, like, you know, it's, it's not overnight. I wish it were, but it's just day after day repeating it. Oh, absolutely. Like when you think about it, all these beliefs that we are not worthy, we are not good enough. We have them because every single day, that's what we were told. Not necessarily in these terms, but that's what you, you pick up from the media, what you pick up from your uh, friends or your teachers or your peers. It's like, it's, it's, it's a common language, right? When you start uh, paying attention to your thoughts, the way people speak, the, these beliefs are just imbued in everything. So every single day you absorb this. And so it's not realistic to think that in one day you can get rid of them, just like you, you heard those negative beliefs every day. Now you have to do the same with the positive beliefs and hear them day after day after day after day so that they can replace your programming. And then there's also an exercise called professional reality that can help create a success mindset as well. Yeah, so when, uh, this is something that my husband and I started doing, uh, uh, I would say beginning of last year, maybe, we've started putting a name to it. and so. My husband grew up with a similar background as I did, like not very economically advantaged. Um, just a lot of obstacles in our way, both economically, professionally, personally, extremely, you know, traumatic events that we had to work past. And so I think when you grow up, whether you have a traumatic childhood or not, it's very easy. Like you said, it's every day the media, our friends or somebody on the street makes a comment and then you internalize it and you're like, well, they said I'm... I'm ugly and so I must be ugly, you know, like whatever it is, I think our brains just are, are, are absorbing all of this at all times. And so I think it's very easy by the time that you reach adulthood, we all kind of have a story that we tell ourselves, you know, like my name's Elizabeth, I grew up poor, um, I failed at my first business, I did this or that. And we have this story and, and you find that a lot when you ask people like, like, tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, we always do. And like I did at the beginning, I have a story of who I am. And I think a lot of that is deeply rooted in things that just simply aren't true anymore. And so what my husband and I would do, because when we, um, the beginning of last year, our business started to scale quite rapidly. And so every two or three months, things just were so different than they were, you know, two or three months before. And so we would start to sit down and, um, just what we call refresh our reality. And it's like, okay, what's true now? Like, this is what we believe to be true about our business, or this is what I believe to be true about myself. 
what is the actual truth that I'm living in today? And I think the biggest example that I can use, again, kind of goes back to money, where I grew up in a certain economic situation. And that was kind of the story that I told myself, you know, if I grew up um, somewhat poor, then that was going to always be my life, right? Like I have to continue to be poor. That's just who I am. That's the, you know, the, the class that I was born into. Um, and then uh, uh, maybe a year or two ago, when I really started to increase my wealth, was able to sit down and then root myself in my reality, like refresh my current reality and ask myself, okay, am I still in that situation? No, I'm not in that situation. This is my reality, right? And you can apply that to anything. You know, I, I used to be a really anxious child. I was very fearful. And it's like, okay, maybe you were. Look at your life right now. Ask yourself, am I still in that position? Is that still me? And really take time to, to participate in the exercise with yourself and say, I am not, I'm refreshing my reality. And my current reality is that I'm, you know, a confident woman. I know how to speak to people. I'm kind, I'm friendly. And I think we just don't take time in today's world to refresh our realities. I think we are all telling ourselves stories that are outdated. And particularly with entrepreneurs, I find that we evolve so quickly, especially if you're a multi-passionate entrepreneur and you're doing so many different things, right? Like you're learning coding and you're learning design and you're developing your own website and then you create a course. It's like, there's a lot going on for today's multi-passionate entrepreneurs. And I think we just don't allow ourselves the time or space to refresh our realities. Who are you today? What story is actually true? And what's an old outdated story that you're just telling yourself that honestly isn't serving you anymore, right? It's probably actually hurting you entrepreneurially and, and, and personally. Absolutely. Like, I, I know that I have been guilty of this in, in the past because as a multi-passionate entrepreneur, I feel like I am a new person every year. Uh, when you don't stop and actually think about, like, when you don't acknowledge the changes, then even though you are a different person and you develop new strengths, your brain still sees yourself as that old person. And, and, and so the default is to fall back to what you used to do, as opposed to just operating from this new place of possibility and strength and knowledge. So acknowledging that is so important. And how often do you recommend that people go through this exercise? I think it depends. Like you said, like you said, I mean, I agree. I think as a multi-passionate individual, um, multi-passionate entrepreneur, I mean, I feel like I'm a different person every six months or so. Like it can be like maybe every two months. I'm like, wow, this is, this is a new me. I've stepped into a new level of myself and I'm accessing tools and abilities that I didn't have before. And I need to refresh my reality of who I am. Um, I would say, I think it's great to do it every few months. I think every two or three months is a, is a good idea. But if you feel like, you know, I think everybody's at their own different pace every six months for sure, but uh, absolutely every year. And I think it's kind of what people do, you know, with new year's resolutions or new year's at the end of the year, you see everybody post on social media, like a recap of their year. And it's like, that's a great time. That's a great time to refresh your reality because you're looking back at who you were when you started this year. And, you know, time is a construct, but I think it's, it's great to have a reference for us to say, okay, January 1st, I started as this and December 31st, 
who am I now? Who was I and how have I changed? And so I think it's probably a little bit more personal for each individual. I do it every two or three months, maybe six six months is, is good for some people, but I would say at a minimum, at least once a year, just checking in with yourself and being like, you know, how have I grown? How, how have I transformed and evolved? And what am I believing that is no longer serving, you know, my greatest good? Yeah, definitely. Uh, again, doing it's not one sign thing and it's good to refresh your reality regularly. And what's one of the biggest breakthroughs that you have from this exercise? That's a good question. I would say, I think, I, for me personally, because I didn't start out wanting to be an entrepreneur, like I didn't grow up saying, I'm going to own a business one day. Um, just, I think particularly within the past six months or so in the way that we have scaled and the way that I have grown professionally, um, I think just being able to view myself as a, as a successful business owner and as a successful female entrepreneur, uh, because I didn't have that idea of myself before and I never projected that onto my future. I, it was very foreign to me. And I was just kind of like, we were building this business and I think we started out scaling so quickly that there wasn't time for me to stop in the SAS like, oh, like I'm a business owner, you know, I'm, we're successful. Like we're, we're actually doing it. And even still today, I think sometimes something will happen and I'll turn to my husband and I'll be like, this is big. Like I'm, we, we own a big, like, this is a big deal. Like I just, I just hired my first, we work with, we've worked with employees and freelancers in the past, but I just hired my first assistant. And to me, like, that's big and that's a big deal. And I, I remember telling my husband earlier this week, it was like, wow, like I, I am a successful enough entrepreneur and, and a business owner and our business is doing so well that I need, and not only do I need an assistant, but we have the budget for it and things like that. And so for me personally, it's just been refreshing the reality, which for me currently is that I am a successful business owner and I deserve that success and, and I'm worthy of that success. And I think, you know, and that's not to say that, like you said, it's, it's a constant thing, you know, it's not to say that I'm, I've, I've made it and I'm done and I don't need to work on myself anymore and I never need to refresh my reality again, but it's just nice to feel like I deserve to, to be in this space. Like I deserve to be here speaking with you. And I think that that's, that's been a big one for me. Oh, that's so beautiful that you had a breakthrough and yeah, there is always another level and there is always a new reality as we grow our reality grows with us and you know as we expand and accept and are willing to receive more then it's when our life gets better and better and better i totally agree i'm 100 yeah so one other thing that i wanted to ask is that i ask everyone is is there a belief or a habit that has improved your life the most in the last three years I would say for sure the habit that has improved my life, the, my life the most has been, I think, again, putting one foot in front of the other, just showing up daily. I think as an entrepreneur, as I'm sure, you know, there are just, I mean, it just takes commitment. I think a lot of people think that, you know, success is budget and money and access to people and things. And 
I think that that can be true, but I, I think the more that I grow into this space and I grow into my own version of success, it really is just consistency. And I think having the ability to show up day after day after day and just not give up has made the biggest difference. And I think, again, as I'm sure you know and have experienced there, I mean, there have honestly been days where I've just, you know, cried at my desk and I have had to not like stop working because I've just been so frustrated and, you know, we'll take maybe three or four days off. And I'm like, I just, I can't look at an email. I can't think about anything to do with our business. And that's fine. That's okay. I'm sure if you asked, you know, all of the female entrepreneurs, uh, entrepreneurs out there, they would say the exact same thing, but just showing up, right? Like just going to work every day, whatever that means for you, whether that's like in an office or, you know, building websites or coaching and consulting, um, showing up, being dedicated and just putting one foot in front of the other and trusting that if I continue to work hard, um, you know, I'll achieve my wildest dreams. <laughs> yeah. And I can't wait to see what to create next. So what is next for you, both in your business, but also in terms of mindset and personal life? How do you want to refresh your reality going forward? That's a good question. I think that, um, I think there are obviously in terms of business goals, there's, you know, like revenue <clears throat> milestones that we would like to hit. There are certain brands that we would like to work with. Um, definitely for my husband and I, more so for me particularly, um, I would like to be able to delegate a little bit more and be in a space to where what I have built can run with or without me. I think that it's a big mistake to build a business to where like, if, if, if I'm not here, it just doesn't work. I, I don't think that that's a good business. Um, and so being able to delegate a little bit more, and I'm not quite sure we're necessarily at that point, you know, like I still do need to be here for um, a lot of things that we do. And so I'd like to reach that point where we can take, you know, a month off and travel Europe and it's fine. Our business runs. Um, particularly personally, I would like to grow more into I think a space of, of being able to, to coach and consult other female entrepreneurs and particularly people who are wanting to make the change, but fearful of doing so. And so I think for me, I, I feel like I've reached a point to where I do, I do have a lot of expertise to draw on and I would love to share that expertise with other people. And so I've been able to find freedom within what I'm doing and I've been able to overcome a lot of fear and it wasn't easy for me. And, and if I had seen myself, you know, seven years ago or a woman who is now like me, I would have thought, you know, like, oh, well, she comes from a certain background. Of course she did it. Or she had access to money. Like, of course she did it. And I would have all of those excuses and I wouldn't believe that that's me. And so I have all people, I'm like a non-believer or I was. And so I would like to be able to grow into a position to where I can reach people like that, particularly women and be able to like guide them through the process, right? Like I, I love the freedom that we have and I love what we do. And if I could help, you know, one other person in the world find the courage to quit their job and live the life that they want to live, that would be, I think that would be success for me for sure. Oh, that is one beautiful vision, really beautiful. And talking about vision, what's one way that the passionate can create a business and life around all their passions and realize their vision? 
I think it goes back to just being able to, and like being able to be vulnerable with yourself and being authentic with yourself, I think is key. I think giving yourself the permission to explore, like we, we talked about before, you know, give yourself permission to explore whatever passion you have as silly or outrageous as it might seem. You know, if, if you love to create whatever, you know, like if you really love like the idea of creating a little sticker business, like little tiny stickers that you put on laptops, like if you love that, like let yourself explore that. Um, or if you find that you think you have conflicting interests. So like, well, I really want to do coding, but I also would love to be a writer. Um, I think allowing yourself the freedom to indulge, you know, in a, in a balanced manner in those different passions is key. And so I think my suggestion would be to explore and play and indulge and don't feel guilty about it. Um, and then take what serves you, right? Like take what serves you and leave what doesn't. If you really do indulge in like coding and you're you, you know, five months out, find that you're not as happy as you thought, like there's no, that's fine. There are other things that you can do and you have other passions. Like, like you said, there's a multi-passionate individual who has other things that you can explore. And so I think just being vulnerable and authentic with yourself and not feeling guilty about exploring multiple things is key. I think in terms of creating a business, what could be really helpful is again, I mean, I think we've been really great at finding ways. I think if you can find a way to combine your multi, your multiple passions into one business, that's great. And if you can't, that's also fine. You can have multiple businesses. We are working on a, another business right now that's not at all related to what we're doing, but we're taking the lessons that we learned in this business and applying it to the other one. And I think that's okay. I think, again, like you said, even the most successful people or you know, celebrities, there's a reason why a lot of sports players, you know, have clothing brands and own, you know, franchises and they're just multi-passionate individuals as well. And they allow themselves the space to explore that. I love that. And I love I already working on other business and yeah, like using all your passions and all your interests to the work that you love and to have other people as well, because of course you have other talents and there are people that you can, that you can have with them. So why not? Like it's a win-win for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you should be able to share those passions with the world and you shouldn't be limited to one. And I guarantee you, there are people out there who are looking for somebody like you who has that passion. You know, there, there are people who are going to be receptive of, of what you're doing. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you would like to say before we wrap up? I would just say, I'm, I always say this, if you are at all thinking, like even if you have a little bit of an idea in your gut, in your stomach, that you want to do something and you're not currently doing it, my one biggest piece of advice would be to do it. Like start today, don't hesitate. I can tell you from personal experience that I wish, and my only regret is wishing I had quit my job earlier. And I've talked to, I'm sure you feel exactly the same way. You know, like the only regret I hear from people who have made the decision to like follow their dreams or to quit their job or to do something drastic is that they wish they had done it sooner. And so I think, if you think it, that you need more time to prepare, you don't, you can do it today. You can make one small step towards that goal or towards that dream. And I think my biggest piece of advice would be if you're listening to this and you want to do something that you're not currently doing, 100% just go out and do it. 
I couldn't agree more. And yeah. for anyone who wants to learn more about you and how they can work with you, where can they find you? Yeah, so we have, I have a, um, we have a, a, an Instagram account that I think we use most, like that's where we do most of our social media stuff on. And so it's at Sherpa Way Marketing. Um, and then we have a website in English, SherpaWayMarketing.com. And we are a bilingual agency. And so we have for all the Spanish speakers out there, we do have a version in Spanish. It's uh, SherpaWayMarketing.es. And so, yeah. Send me a message on there. I read all those messages. So if you have a question or feel like you need motivation, um, you can contact me there and I'd be more than willing to give you a, a push. This has been such an inspiring interview. So thank you so much for your time, Elizabeth. It's been such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. It's been great, yeah. I hope you found this interview as inspiring as I did and that you are going to try to refresh your reality exercise Elizabeth shared with us because when you shift the way you view your reality, that's when your life starts to change too and you move on to your next level of success. As always, you'll find the links to everything we mentioned in this episode in the show notes below and over at the website the treasures within the net. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and a review. It really helps the podcast get found by other the passionates who need to hear this message too. Thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful for each and every one of you and I can't wait to speak with you again in the next episode. Bye for now. Georgia here. I want to take a quick moment to tell you something. A few years ago, I was stuck in what I call strategy hell. I was literally doing everything to grow my business. I was on all the social media platforms, doing webinars, going to networking events, writing blog posts, sending out newsletters, you name it, I did it. And my business was growing at the snail space. It was so frustrating because I couldn't have worked any harder. I was already overwhelmed and burned out. Do you ever feel like that? It wasn't until a random encounter with a coach that I realized being in strategy hell is a form of self-sabotage. You think you're doing everything to grow your business. In reality, you're stuck in busy work because you're afraid of what might happen if you went all in or reached your goals. In my case, I had a massive fear that if I became more successful than my family, my friends and my partner, they wouldn't love me anymore and they leave me. This fear was buried so deep in my subconscious that I wasn't aware of it until I had a powerful session with my coach. And yet, the fear was running my business and making sure I'd never reached my goal. It was only once I healed the fear that I was able to double my income in a few short months. And my loved one didn't leave me. If you two are working hard, trying all these strategies to go to the next level in your business, you don't need one more strategy. 
you already have all the strategies you need. If nothing is working, it's because there's a limiting belief that's sabotaging all your efforts. Maybe like me, you're afraid that if you are too successful, you won't fit in with your friends and family anymore and you lose them. Maybe you don't think you are good enough at what you do and they're afraid that if you put yourself out there in a big way, you'll be exposed as a fraud. Or maybe, deep down, you don't believe you're worthy of money and success. Whatever it is, trying to grow a business with these limiting beliefs running in your subconscious is like driving a car with a brake on. No matter how hard you try, you're going to stay stuck where you are. If you want to go to the next level in your business and reach those big income and business goals that have eluded you up until now, you must first heal all those limiting beliefs and all stories that are sabotaging you. Once those self-imposed limitations melt away, you'll be able to step out of strategy hell and confidently take action towards your goals. Those tasks that used to feel hard or scary, like going live on Instagram, doing sales calls, or being a regular guest on podcasts, will now feel easy and fun and you'll be able to reach your goals with ease. If you know, deep down, that healing those limiting beliefs and old stories is the missing piece in getting the results and money you want in your business and you are ready to drop the hustle and step into your six figures mindset, I invite you to book a discovery call with me. On the call, you get coaching on the number one limiting belief, the sabotaging your success and keeping you from reaching your next income level. And if we both feel it's a fit, you'll discover how we can work together to heal the limiting beliefs that are sabotaging you, so you can finally build a wildly profitable business from your passions and enjoy financial location and time freedom. Remember, the world needs all of your treasures. It's your time to get out of your own way so you can do the work you are meant to do in the world and live a life of freedom on your own terms. These one-on-one calls are limited, so if you are ready to finally make your vision board become your reality, click on the link in the show notes and book in today.